0: Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I have a guest speaker for this week's episode. I'm so excited for y'all to hear of all the wonderful things that she has to say and how she can just speak into your life and um, share a little bit about her experiences. As you all know, we have been talking about the topic of grace for the entire month of June and I am excited to have someone come in and just really talk about that topic from her own experiences. Um, You've heard some of my stories as the month has gone along and I'd like for you to hear um, from someone else now. Her name is Glory Castleberry. I'm so excited for y'all to hear from her. A um, couple things about Miss Glory. She actually is Mrs. Heart of Texas Plus America for 2020 to 2021. So we're actually talking to royalty right now, guys. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also has her own page, her own ministry that she Um, runs which is called pursuing purpose with glory and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go through last but not least she actually has written her own book from her own experiences and that is called virginity to virtue so a lot of things that we have to talk about but without further ado glory welcome
1: hi thanks so much for having me today i'm so excited to be here
0: I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. As I said, yes. I need an autograph or something since I'm talking to royalty. <laughs> Girl, we're all royalty. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited for um, you to be a part of this episode. Um, I know that there will be a lot of good things that you'll bring to the table. And so um, this will be good. But before we get into this episode, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another opportunity to just be used by you, Lord. Everything that um, we do is for you. Uh, Nothing is for anyone else, Lord. It's all about you. It's all for you, God. So I pray that you use Gloria and I through this episode to speak to others. I pray that those that are listening remove any distractions so that they can focus on what is said and allow it to be a part of their growth as they're moving forward. I pray that they apply it to their lives. So that it's not just words that they hear, but actions that they follow and um, decide to um, be a part of in their life. So we thank you so much for all that you're doing in and through every single one of us. We love you so much. And we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So Glory, as you know, we've been talking about the topic of grace all month long. Um, so just starting things off, how would you define grace in your own words?
1: That is a really good question, and that's that's one I had to learn for myself. And I always go back to the biblical definition of grace, which we know is the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. But when we're applying it in our lives, I feel like we do have to kind of bring in the definition, you know, the dictionary definition of grace, which is elegance or with poise. Um, And so I think it's important to be able to forgive quickly, not be easily offended. You have to have the dictionary grace to be able to extend the grace of God with humility. So that's just kind of how it, like it processes in my head. It's like you have to have both of them together to carry grace.
0: I love that. I, yeah, because you can't really have one without the other. And right. I think sometimes grace is like just this really big concept that a lot of people mm-hmm. struggle with explaining, struggle with, um, understanding for themselves because it seems just so like too good to be true right yeah it seems like yeah. one of those like um like if someone's trying to, trying to sell someone to you something to you at the store and you're like nope there's a catch somewhere like there has to be a catch yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like what do you really want yeah then <laughs> it's like oh like wow there's grace and it's for me like not just for everyone else mm-hmm. it's also yeah. for me too and so um, yeah, and I, I love his, um, the definition, of how it says like the unmerited, like to be unmerited, if someone doesn't know what that means, just basically means that there's nothing that you can physically do to mm-hmm. earn it. There's no merit right. you can achieve. There's nothing that you can do in your own strength to be able to receive this. And I think that's where I just really get so mind boggling in our, in our heads because we're used to, you work for something, you get something, you do this. Exactly. Like a yeah. reward system, you know, like we, a lot of us probably grew up with our parents doing reward systems. You clean your room, mm-hmm. you can play outside or, you know, you right. get grade, yeah. you get money. But then all of a sudden we're like, oh, I can just, God will give me something even though I don't deserve it. Even right. Though- like this, this, a free gift? What? <laughs> like salvation is free? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, is there a fine line rent? Like what's, what's the catch here? Um, yeah, I feel like once we really grasp the concept that there is nothing we can do to earn it, that will just help things to be so much, a little bit easier to understand for us. Um, -hmm. just knowing that like, it's not about your works. Faith Mm -hmm. without works is dead. So there is things that we need to do, but Mm -hmm. our works don't determine whether or not God sees us worthy enough to give us grace, which is crazy. Exactly. I'm glad. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So as we're um, talking about grace, as I mentioned, when I first started this episode, I've shared some of my own experiences throughout the month about how God has shown me his grace and his favor and how I've experienced God's grace for myself. Do you have any experiences of your own that you'd like to share?
1: Um, well, God really showed up at like a crucial time in my life. I mean, obviously he'd always been there and I grew up, you know, in the church as a pastor's kid, but it really took, you know, me having to come to like my own experience, you know, in my own one-on-one, like, oh, <laughs> you want a relationship with me. Like, I don't have to stay under my parents. Like you want me. And and I, like I told you before, when we had spoken, I really was stuck on like confirmations, and affirmations. I was seeking approval from people around me and not from God. And then once I realized that like, hey, you have my favor. You don't have to work for it. Like, I love you. And I'm calling you to things because I approve of you. And that's all that matters. And I was like, oh, well, I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody else to approve of me or to yeah. say that I'm worthy because he does. And so that was a really big pivotal moment for me that kind of changed my trajectory to get me to where I am today.
0: Like I'm a preacher's kid as well. So grew up mm-hmm. in church, heard a lot about God, heard a lot about grace, heard a lot about all these mm-hmm. quote unquote churchy words, right? But mm-hmm. it gets different when it's applied to your life and when you experience right. it. Yeah.
1: And I think that's something so important for people to realize, especially, you know, people who do struggle with faith, if they've grown up in church, if they've grown up in religion and not in relationships, that one, you know, you come to an an age where you're accountable for yourself. You can't be riding on your grandma's coattail because God saved you and he died for you too. And you got to work it out. And um, I think that's a big thing. Like that's a whole nother topic, but yeah,
0: (laughs) yes. That's where my heart is, is allowing girls and young women to really walk into what that looks like to really put Mm -hmm. their in their own hands. It's a scary time. It can be, it can be Mm -hmm. just a, it's a life altering time. You're figuring out who you are, who God is, how he can change your life and like really allowing Mm -hmm. him to be a part of your life. It's something that everyone just says like, oh, now you're growing up and you know learning things out for yeah. myself, but it's, um, it often can be a little, um, daunting to really mm-hmm. walk through what that looks like.
1: Oh, for sure. Leading up to that. I mean, I, I, I listened to the lies of the enemy for like a long time of like, oh, well, you're not good enough, or you're not doing this and you're not looking a calling and I guess, you know, all of that stuff where literally I would turn the shower on as scalding hot as I could just to see if I could handle hell just in case. I wasn't good enough. I did that like up until I was probably 14. I'm not even kidding. I'm just like, can I handle hell if I don't make it, if I'm not good enough, like if God doesn't want me. And it was just, you know, I was listening to the lies Um, and not any of the stuff that was happening at church because I didn't understand relationship yet. You know, I didn't have relationship yet and that didn't come until later and, you know, praise God that it did.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: but, you know, I think that's, that's a really big thing that paralyzes believers from receiving grace is that they're listening to the lies of the enemy.
0: That, that, I was just about to ask you that. You already went for it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's people <laughs> would love nothing more than to make you believe that you are unworthy of God's love, God's grace, mm-hmm. God's voice God's presence he would love nothing yet yeah. to get you to believe that because once you believe that you'll stray away from even trying you won't even bother to put in effort anymore and then he's like oh I got you now mm-hmm. like I got yeah. it we're good now he's like check another one I've won another one. <laughs> because yep. all he, all, Satan is a great deceiver all he wants to mm-hmm. do is deceive and twist the truth and lie mm-hmm. and the it, he's a great deceiver, so it's not like he's gonna lie. You're gonna be like, "Oh, that's definitely not true." Like he lies, but in such mm-hmm. a way that you were like, "You know what? Maybe, maybe it is true." Like you said, maybe I will just go to hell. Maybe or whatever the yep. that the enemy has told you. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am yeah. not good enough. Maybe I won't amount to anything. Maybe I don't have a purpose in our plan and a plan for my life. And if he can get you to get that in your head and truly believe that. He feels like he's won.
1: Then right? you have, yeah, and you have, you're you're left without hope.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which is that's perfect for him. He that's mm-hmm. that's his perfect playground right there. But yeah, I 100% agree. And I wanted to go back to something you said too. Um, a lot of times people are involved in religion but not relationship. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've you know a lot of people that's like a quote I've seen it on a shirt, but it's it's more than that. It's yeah. like reality, like you really have to have. Yeah. A relationship with Jesus because then you'll experience that grace if you're just so caught up in religion mm-hmm. and quote-unquote rules and just abiding by the law but not abiding in Christ like you're you're missing out mm-hmm. what there truly is there for you and what right, exactly just really died for which was yes for you yeah. saved but for you to have access and relationship to
1: exactly yeah. And I think, yeah, like you said, I mean, it has kind of turned into this cliche phrase t-shirt thing, but I mean, it really is, you know, a life changing thing. And I know once I, you know, heard the voice of God on my own, you know, he began to speak to me in dreams. And like, I had all these spiritual like understandings that I didn't know I had before because I wasn't operating in the spirit. I wasn't seeking the heart of God directly and then like once you get to that point and your relationship is growing it's just like this snowball thing where it's like oh I don't want it to stop like I just you know I want to get deeper and um you know you catch your fire yeah and I know a lot of people are just like well how do I get closer to God or how do I grow my relationship and like what's like you know the least amount of effort <laughs> that I can do um but you know really I'm sorry I'm sorry for being truthful but That's I'm it. gonna I said what is. I said it is what it um is. you know it's Intentional, just like any relationship. If you want to have a friend or a boyfriend, whatever, you take time out of your day to make sure you're communicating with that friend, that you're spending time with that friend, that you're emotionally available for that friend. So it's it's going to be the same, like for a relationship with God. And you're going to talk to him. And if you listen, you'll hear him talk to you. But I guess that's a whole other message. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit it for just a second because I say yes. all the time, all the time. I always say anytime you have questions about how to build, how to grow, how to deepen a relationship, mm-hmm. even though God cannot be subjected to just a human form, think about a relationship as you would with another human. How do you mm-hmm. get to know someone if you like them in like a romantic way? How do you get to get to know them more? You go right. on dates. you get to know that person, you learn what they like, you spend time with them, you talk mm-hmm. with them. And somehow we've yeah. kind of understood that concept. But then we talk about it from God's perspective. And we're like, I don't know. I'm like, it's the same. Like what? It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. like, yes, he's not yeah. physically in front of you. Yes, I will. I will give that to you. Mm-hmm. But if you allow yourself. To really subject to just a full, or I don't even want to say subject, like submit to a full mm-hmm. relationship with him and what that looks like, he will feel so real that you won't even, it won't even cross your mind that he's not sitting in front of you because the reality of who he yeah. is will still be so present in your life that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you won't even, it won't even necessarily matter that he's not visibly right in front of you because he was yeah. so tangibly real to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Piggybacking off of that, I feel like there's another thing, too, where like new believers or um, people who are new into relationships, they get to that point and then something happens in their life or grandma got sick and died or whatever. And it's like, well, why did God let this happen? And I feel like that is one of those really hard things where you have to understand as a believer that just because you are a believer, just because you have Jesus doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect.
0: Okay, things
1: still happen. He still has a plan that you don't see from, you know, entirety. And it's not your place to and you have to trust God and seek him daily so that he will guide you through this life. But just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to have an easy life. And I think that's a hard pill to swallow, especially for people today, because we have a microwave convenience to everything you want to watch something, pull it up on Netflix. Oh, it's streaming over here. Let me pop this Hot Pocket in there. (laughs) Like, oh, I can get DoorDash. I don't have to go out. Like, seriously, everything comes to you and you don't have to, you know, go out of your way for a lot of things.
0: Yeah. I would just like to say that I feel like, I feel like you've been in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) because i said those exact like literally exact i even used the same scenario about the hot pocket and and the netflix and the oh my god like to the T. but i've said that time and time again we're so Uh quick 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 quick. that's because society has evolved and changed and there's Uh there's good qualities about it for sure but jesus is not going to adapt to society therefore if he's still wanting you to seek his face and get access and be intentional. There's Mm -hmm. no seminar you can attend. Like it's still gonna be same way, seek his face, pray, fast, read, Mm -hmm. study, worship. There are still things that you have to do regardless of what society is doing, regardless of how quick everything else Mm -hmm. is, you have to put in that time first. Mm -hmm. Or you you really have to, you know, decide to be intentional about putting that time in for sure. Mm
1: yeah and that takes me back to i think there was a post in the um the group the other day where someone had asked like why people get rewarded for bad behavior in society or something along those lines and i think it kind of ties into the same thing you know what god said he said to woe unto those who call good evil and evil good and i think just like the microwave things you know people doing things that oh it's not good but they're making money with it or they're getting seen well, hold on whose validation do you need And I think that's another reminder that, like, we need constantly because we're constantly fed through the media from, you know, people around you and advertisement like, literally everywhere that, like, you need to be out there. And, like, if you don't have followers, you know, if you're not exploiting your body and being sexy, then, like, you don't really matter and you're a nobody. And that's not God's truth.
0: Definitely not.
1: (laughs) And so it, it is intentional to, like, make sure you're seeking what God's desires are and what he calls you to so that you're not falling into what the world is doing and what the world is saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cause the world has a whole lot to say about what you should be doing, Mm -hmm. but so does God and you have to choose whose voice you're going to listen to. And that's why you have to have relationship. The 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 more you hear God's voice and it will just be so clear of what you should be doing. And along with Mm -hmm. relationship um, and hearing God's voice, as we're like talking about grace too, as you're in that relationship with Christ, the the closer you get to him and the more time you spend with him, there's less time to hear the lies of the enemy. Like you said earlier, there's Mm -hmm. less time to be distracted by society and by culture and by all the things that is presented before you. And then when you're in a relationship, you'll be able to see God's grace without mm-hmm. being blurred or blinded by what is mm-hmm. trying to present before you, because, so we have like this cancel culture in society, right? Like you mess mm-hmm. up, cut them off. That's it. We're done. We're never going to talk again. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> one time we disagreed one time. That's it. But God is mm-hmm. like, oh, you've messed up, but there's grace, but you can come back to
1: mm-hmm. me
0: again. And so it's like, if, as we're talking about all the things that we just discussed about choosing God over culture and seeking God's face mm-hmm. and happiness relationship and, um, you know, shoving away the lies of the enemy. This is the moment when you or these, these are the moments as you're spending time with God, where you get to say, you know what? I choose to believe what you have to say, Lord, because I've heard your voice and I know what your word says about mm-hmm. grace. And I know that there is grace for me, even though the world will try to cancel me, me even though the enemy tries to tell mm-hmm. me that, you know, there's no hope for me. There's no purpose. There's no plan. Lord, your word says different. Your voice has said different, and I choose to trust that.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, for sure. Um, Is there besides listening to the lies of the enemy? Do you think anything else? We kind of hit on it already, but do you think there's Mm -hmm. other why Christians struggle with the with the concept of grace?
1: I mean, I really think you know we talked about the lies of the enemy. Um, and sometimes it's the lies of the enemy that's holding you back. Sometimes it's ourselves because we're hard on ourselves when we say, oh, well, we felt we keep falling short in this area. I keep falling into the same sin or temptation, so God doesn't want to forgive me, you know, or I don't know if I can come to God, and whether that's the enemy telling you those lies or you being hard on yourself, because I know I'm really hard on myself,
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but especially when I first came to God, and what we don't realize is those vulnerable places where we're weak and hurt is where God's grace thrives and relationship grows. And it's hard to be vulnerable. You know, I think everybody kind of struggles in their own way, being vulnerable with, you know, God or family relationships in one way or another. Yeah. Um, but we would just have to like, let him swoop in, you know, like the hero that he is <laughs> Yeah. and deliver and bring comfort um, and I, and I really do think it's not just that there's grace there, just like salvation. There's always, there's salvation there, but you have to accept it. You have to reach out and accept it just like grace. God has grace for you, but you have to receive it. Yeah. So it's not enough just to be like, Oh yeah, God has grace for me. I hope I don't mess up again, <laughs> you know, but just really tangibly be like, you know what? I messed up, but God loves me and he's called me and I'm going to receive his grace and walk in it. Yeah. And there's, there's just a difference there. So I think other than the, the lies of the enemy, it's, it's overcoming self-sabotage as well.
0: That's it. We will talk ourselves into a hole. We really will. And uh-huh. I've definitely been there in my own life. Um, I shared it the first week um, that we posted about Topic of Grace in the first episode that we went through. And I talked about um, my former habitual sin of pornography. And I mm-hmm. fell into this rut. And um, I would be like, oh man, like, I messed up again. Like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna pray, pray. Okay, I'm back. I'm ready. I'm excited. The Lord forgives mm-hmm. me. Everything's great. And then a couple months down the road, let my guard down. wasn't praying. wasn't spending time in the Word. Letting the enemy just yeah. in. And then here we are, back at the same. And it was just like, I'm back at the at square one all over again. Mm-hmm. Like, how did I get to this point again? And I would get myself into this mode of self sabotage because I was just like, this is. There's no hope. Like God can. Clear, he cannot do anything else with me. Like I have said all the fancy words, I've asked for forgiveness more times than I can count. And here we are, like again. Right. And so then the mm-hmm. mentor would say like, you know, like go read verses about grace, like go, say, go read what mm-hmm. God says. But even then I would read the verse and still not receive the grace that God had for me because mm-hmm. I would talk myself out of it. I was like, nope, this is yeah. to the person that only messed up three times. Not for the person, right. 400 <laughs> times. Like it's not for me. It can't be for me. And mm-hmm. um, I actually titled the, the first episode of this month's topic of grace, seek his face, because that mm-hmm. is what uh, my mentor recommended for me to do. And the times yeah. when I was like, I can't like this can't, there's no grace. There's no hope. I might as well just give mm-hmm. up. This is pointless. She would just tell me you go seek his face. Go see. Yeah. And that was hard because I'm already self-sabotaging myself. And it's like, now you want right. me to stand before God. And I was just like, no, this, this can't be true. But yeah. I remember that one specific time after um after I had really messed up, chose sin over God. And um, I tried to do everything else to try to make myself feel better. I went mm-hmm. for a run, I tried to just like just spend time by myself, I tried to work out, do all these things, and nothing was helping. And then like my, like I said, my mentor said, seek his face. And I felt so unworthy. I really did. Mm-hmm. But um, the verse um, Hebrews 4 16 came back to mind of how we can um, let us come boldly before the throne um, so that we can obtain mercy mm-hmm. and grace in a time of need. And yeah. I was just yeah. like, the word boldly just kind of stuck out. Mm-hmm. About this? Like, are you yeah. Sure? Yep. <laughs> I've been yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. This one, I don't know if I can be bold about this one. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just wanted to come down like my head down. And there is an element of repentance. And so you may have, you mm-hmm. know, a state of like of a repentant heart. Um, but yeah. there was just like when I really met the Lord there in that time, like shame was gone. Shame mm-hmm. was like washed away. And there was just such an overwhelming sense of peace that I felt in that moment. And yes, mm-hmm. there were things, there were actions I needed to do on my part, as you mm-hmm. should do when you repent. There should be a turning away. Mm-hmm. From your sin, and there should be okay. Like I need to do something different. I can't keep asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. and doing the same things. But there was also just a just such a sense of grace that um, I felt and got to experience in my own life. And mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly, a hundred percent, agree with you that self sabotage will mm-hmm. be the thing that takes you out sometimes. And it's no. not God; it's you. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just going off of that, you know, there's, I can't remember exactly where it is. And someone is asking, you know, how many times should I forgive my brother? And he says seven times, 70 times. If a brother in Christ has to forgive us for sinning against them that many times, like if there's that same grace with God. Yeah. If he's going to tell our brother to do that, does he not do the same thing? Yeah. You know, he's not. Just so that we have that forgiveness. And,
0: yeah. It's hard. I know
1: where you're talking about, like, where you come repeatedly to, like, the same sin. You're like, dang, Lord, it's it's you know, like, hey, we got to talk again. <laughs> you know, that's what's we been there. But there's a difference between willful sin and sin out of weakness. And that, I feel like, is a, re- a really good place for a relationship to thrive with God. Because that's something you have to pursue for him to drive out and ask for deliverance. Yes. You know, from that type of sin. And so that's, I know that's like more of like a heavy thing, but um, you know, that is something that I struggled with as well at some point. And I was like, look, God, I can't, I can't do this on my own. I'm going to need your help here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's a really important point of reminding ourselves that we can't do it on our own because we need a savior. If we, if we could do it on our own, Jesus would never have to die for us. But clearly the whole entire Holy Bible (laughs) reminds us that. We are crazy people and we cannot do it without God. And so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we have to remind ourselves that it's not by our power, not by our might, but by the spirit says the Lord, like it's not going to come from us. If you're struggling with um, habitual sin, or if you're just struggling with relationship or all these different things, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be you. You have to have the Lord alongside with you to be Mm -hmm. able to fulfill anything and to be able to to overcome anything it's not going to be a self-help book self-help books are great it's not going to be yeah. um just counseling counseling is great 100% recommend it but it's not going to be just counseling mm-hmm. just therapy we need the fact right. of God in everything we need yeah. God because we don't have the physical capability to do it ourselves if we did we would not need God but we definitely
1: exactly do. <laughs> We do. <laughs> Definitely. I
0: do. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know about y'all, but I do. I do. Yes. <laughs> so, um, something you mentioned, you mentioned something way back at the beginning of this episode. You mentioned about carrying grace. And that's an important mm-hmm. thing because it's important for us to receive grace and understand it for ourselves. But as image bearers, as ambassadors of Christ, mm-hmm. we're also commanded to represent Christ well, which means to give the same grace that was shown to us. So what tips do you have as Christians are maybe struggling with sharing grace with others?
1: So to be completely honest, I'm still working on this daily because I'm married.
0: (laughs) That has been the biggest test
1: of uh, extending grace in my life. (laughs) Um, But I think the biggest thing, I mean, God, like, flat out reminded me at one point, you know, because you have your little quarrels in here. That's just part of it. Um, and God told me that my husband is his child, just like I'm his child. And he falls short, just like I fall short. And that I have to forgive him, and I'm just like, hold on a second, what? <laughs> I want to be mad right now, but um, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. And then I've had to carry that afterwards. Like it's, a, you know, friendships. Like I've had, you know, a lot of hurt in certain friendships um, over time, and we just have to like recognize one. Like if you're if you're crossed with somebody, number one, God loves them and died for them just like He died for you. Mm-hmm. Number two, they fall short just like you do, and God still gives them grace, like He still gives you grace. Yeah. And the last thing is just to swallow your pride. And if they apologize, forgive them. If they don't apologize, forgive them. <laughs> and that, that last part, if they don't apologize, still forgive them, is I think a really big thing.
0: Yeah. Um, means- you know, I,
1: I, <laughs> I can be a fighter and I, I stand up for myself. And if somebody else isn't standing up for themselves, I will stand up for them too. But I had to like come to this line of like okay there's time to bring correction and like let God speak but if you do you have to do it in love and if you can't do it in love you better shut your mouth and um that that was like a really hard thing for me (laughs) so I mean it was it was a learning curve and then you know when God kind of spoke to that to me about like my husband I was like okay and now that's not just him so you have to show grace to everybody who does you wrong and if you can't correct them in love just don't say anything. and I'm like okay
0: because
1: we're told when we're kids you know if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all but when you're an adult you're just like well hold on a second because I got an opinion and you're going to hear it but just like as a believer it's like you know you have to conduct yourself in love you're representing Christ and if you go and you cuss somebody out who whether they're a believer or not and you go cuss them out because they cross you you're not representing Christ you're not and so whether they apologize or not you forgive them, you love them, and you move on. Yeah. And, um, and that, that's a hard one, but definitely you have to humble yourself and understand that God loves them just like he loves you, and they fall short just like you do. You're not above anybody else being a believer.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's good. Somehow yeah. we have come up with this random idea that mm-hmm. because we are accepted into the family of God, because we have the gift of salvation, mm-hmm. that we're just in this hierarchy now. And yes, I'm right. in heir of Christ. Yes, I'm royalty. But I am still in need of a savior, just like the person next to me and mm-hmm. if in, on the side of me and behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm still in need of the same grace, the same love, the same blood. Mm-hmm. that was Yes, you accepted Christ. And I'm, I'm happy for you. I really am. But you still got to love <laughs> the people next to you. Like you can't treat them like trash yeah. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. That. Yep. He says to love your neighbor, not to walk on them. (laughs) Okay, or slam the door in their face because they don't have the same Uh
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And I I know that's that's another big thing too. And I know there's a lot of denominations. Like if we're talking, you know, in the in you know, there's there's judgment outside of the faith. There's judgment within the faith, and I think a lot of that has to do with denominations. And, you know, we can talk about that all day, but I, it really does come back to relationship. But if you truly, if you're having a relationship with God, you're walking in that, you ain't going to be worried about, you know, uh, adjusting your tiara yeah. before you walk somebody of uh, another faith. <sighs> opinions differ a little bit from yourself. You know, you're not going to flip your hair real quick before you walk by. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, you are spitting straight fire right now because that, <laughs> like, as we're talking about grace, Yes, we're talking about, mm-hmm. it. Like we need grace for our sin, but as we're talking about sharing grace, those mm-hmm. that are listening, you've been in church your whole life. You have walked the walk, talked the talk, mm-hmm. you know, all the church songs. And somehow we just get this, this notion of like seniority mm-hmm. and right. we forget where we came from. We forget yeah. that such were some of you. We forget that we
1: mm-hmm.
0: were in need of a savior. We are still in need of a savior. Just Mm -hmm. yes, you accepted Jesus, you know, and got the gift of salvation. You're still in need of a savior. Mm -hmm. He needs to save you and transform you and redeem you and renew you daily. And yes, that's that's a huge topic within the church. And so maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. you have experienced that in your own life of. Um, maybe someone from alternative beliefs even if they're in the same umbrella of Christianity of just experiencing Mm -hmm. like oh well we do this so we're better we do this so we're this Mm -hmm.
1: and the deal is too with that if you're acting like a snob or pushing people aside or not giving them the time of day because xyz then you're losing an opportunity to witness to somebody that God may have put in your life in your path and so if you've got your head up inside your own business um then you're not aware of what God may be putting in front of you and Mm -hmm. I think that's something too that like I have struggled with in the past where I'm like hold on a second like I know I'm upset with them I'm upset with them I don't want to see them but (laughs) God put them in my path and I know that I'm the only one ministering to them yes you know and so it's another swallow your pride, extend grace, <laughs> forgive if they didn't apologize and love, you know, and, and, yeah. and it's hard. It's not easy, yeah. um, but it's what we're called to do. No part of this is, is easy.
0: Exactly. And the, which is why we need God. We need him in this life. Everything mm-hmm. hit on. Definitely. I've been in a season of that for a little bit now. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. forgive. Like you said, forgive even if they haven't apologized. So by the mm-hmm. time they do, you're like, oh, child, girl, I'm already over that. We can talk about it. Let's not just don't just walk over. Yeah, me, That's what we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. You're just going to walk over me. Right. But let's talk about it. Let's let's come to a mm-hmm. Let's let's, you know, um, let's reconcile things. But it's so hard. We forgiveness um, ties into grace. And like there's an element of grace that has mm-hmm. to be given to someone. And I feel like it's even more grace that has to be given when the person hasn't asked for it. I feel like that's a level of grace. You're like, I'm giving you grace that you haven't even asked for and you definitely don't deserve, but I'm trying Mm -hmm. to be like Christ, so that's what I'm going to do. Swallow your pride. Mm -hmm. Pride ties into grace too. Like grace hits on so many different parts Mm -hmm. of our sinful nature because um, it's not natural for us to give grace. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially going back to what we said, this cancel culture. I just, yeah. And some, some, some things you don't need to cut off, but there is an element of forgiveness and grace that still needs to be given. Even if you love them for a distance, that's a whole nother conversation, but (laughs) uh, cancel culture. It's easier for us to just stop talking to someone, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but we're still not showing the love of Christ. Like you mentioned that, Mm -hmm. that person may be the only one that you're ministering to. I've had that in my life where the Lord has told Mm -hmm. me I need you to keep showing up for them, even if they're. Yeah, not wanting to um, you know have that time with you and they're not they're not acknowledging you, they're overlooking mm-hmm. you, but I need you to still show up for that person yeah. because you are the only consistent Christian in their life. And God told me yeah. that I was like, fine. <laughs> 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 like I was yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. But I know that um, one, God is sovereign, two, God sees all the pieces that I don't. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. just shut up and do what exactly. God do and call it a day, Yeah, but yeah, it's giving grace really goes against our nature, mm-hmm. it really does. And this is why we need relationship with Jesus because as we yeah. spend time with God daily, he, he tells us what to do. He instructs us, he guides us on how to show grace because we're talking about show grace, show grace, but that's gonna look different for mm-hmm. every situation. And so he, right. he he gives you instruction for that specific situation on how to address them and how to talk with them and how to love mm-hmm. them. More. And he knows what they need and he knows how he can make things happen in his will and in his yeah. so as we're struggling to show grace, as we're trying to show mm-hmm. grace, it could be for a parent, it could be for a friend, it could be for a leader in your church, it could be from Yeah. One who's taken advantage of you in the past. This can go on and on. It could be Mm -hmm. a long list. As you really decide to show grace in your life, make sure that you are seeking his face because he will direct Mm -hmm. you and he will, he will grace you as you grace others. Um, And he will just remind you that he's with you in it. He knows that it's a hard thing. He knows that it's hard for you to swallow your pride. He knows it's hard for you to forgive when they apologized <laughs> well, you have that relationship because he brings you back and after you go and show grace you can come back home and he just embraces you and he's like it's yeah. okay. you did good you know it's sweet yeah. it's sweet and I love what you said um oh you said <laughs> remind yourself that they are loved by God just like you are my friend always mm-hmm. reminds me of that she's like I'm like oh they're good on my nerves like, yeah, but, but Jesus loves them too and I'm like Fine, but now I've started using that. (laughs) I've started using that now. Um, Shout out to you, McKenna, if you're watching this, because she's the one that told me about that. So if someone cuts me off, (laughs) I'm like, Jesus loves them. Jesus loves them. Mm -hmm. If someone does wrong, Jesus loves them. Jesus. And Mm -hmm. it it really helps soften my heart. It really does. Um, So let's switch gears a little bit. You have a book that's already out. You've already published it. Virginity to virtue tell the
1: listeners what is it about Actually, I have a little copy right here yes.
0: <laughs> so it's called from virginity to virtue a guide to godliness
1: and God really placed it on my heart to share my story of coming to him um, and talking about like the godly way to have relationships because I know a lot of us who grew up in church or people who don't know a lot they're just like oh sex is bad and that's all we're taught and then just point like period um and um there was no discipleship or mentoring on boundaries and what they were and how to conduct yourself or what value is or virtue and like who am I (laughs) you know and I think I know at at one point every single girl has got to a point where she just you ask yourself like well who am I and like how do I want to be you know, how do you want to carry yourself and whether you ask it that way or not, like we all come to that point, you know, like, who do I want to hang out with? What do I want to dress like? Um, and we don't know that there's a, something behind that driving you to either want validation or want to be sexy or want to be shy because we're insecure or there's always a want behind it. And that's not really ever addressed. And so um, God really put it on my heart to talk about that. And, um, you know, as I became a mother, <laughs> it really broke my heart to see the way that society promotes sex and, you know, promiscuity and um, exploitation and how having a sinful life is success. And so anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I got through a lot in that period coming up to and then getting saved and then moving past that. And a lot of that was navigating through relationships and coming into my identity and my relationship with Christ. And I had overcome some sexual abuse in my past. And there was just some stuff I didn't really have anybody to guide me through. I didn't have a guidebook, you know? I mean, you know, you have the Bible, but it doesn't say anything specifically about that kind of hurt. And, yeah, you know, all of the things that entail in that. And so he would just really put it on my heart to, Umbrella all of these things in this book, and um, to let you know, really, women of all ages know that you are seen, you are valued, and whether you've sinned, well, we've all sinned, but if you've fallen into sexual sin, there's forgiveness, you can still be made new, you know. And if you're curious about these things, this is what God has for you, marriage is for you, you know. And um, I think society has really put like a negative feminist view on marriage today, even. Um, and though, though it's not an end all be all like marriage is not the finish line. (laughs) Um, you know, it's not bad to have that goal or to desire companionship. And I know a lot of Christian girls, we struggle with that. I mean, I really struggled in my single season, um, for a while and, you know, we feel bad for wanting companionship, but at the same time we have to realize like, that's not the finish line. It's amazing (laughs) when like you get to, you know, come to fruition and like have that full wraparound season. But then it's like, okay, you have to be you as a person, and then you continue to be you in a marriage. And so really yeah. like nailing down your identity before you get to that point, I think is really important.
0: I love that. So your book hits on a lot of different, um, a lot, <laughs> a lot of different things that a, like young girls will encounter will struggle through. So it's, um, it's like a, one size fits all kind of like, everybody will be able to get yeah. something from this book. And I love yeah.
1: I wrote it intentionally that way. Yeah. So if it's a young girl or like a mom wanting to read it to discuss things with her daughter, or if you've been hurt or broken in relationships and you need someplace to start with God, I think it can kind of hit at wherever you're at.
0: Yeah. I love that. And like you said, in a time when the role models... I say that with all sarcasm the rope well not even sarcasm because they're literally looking up to these girls but the mm-hmm. the idols that are placed in this society um are not right. centered are not living up mm-hmm. to what scripture has um commanded us to live like and it can cause confusion it can cause you mm-hmm. to really be searching and
1: yeah
0: if you look in the wrong places you'll find things that you shouldn't and um you'll end up doing okay okay (laughs) you'll end up doing things that you would have never thought you would have done you end Mm -hmm. up having standards or not abiding by standards that you once had and Mm -hmm. things and so I love that there is a resource like you said like always you know go to scripture for anyone who has questions but mm-hmm. there are other resources like this book that you yeah. can um learn from that you can relate to and that hopefully that you can learn and grow from as well so i love that they have this yeah. book if anyone's interested in this book how can they buy your book
1: so it is available um at barnes and noble um online and then also on amazon.com
0: all right y'all so once again keep <laughs> the title so they can look it up it's uh from virginity to virtue a guide to godliness Yes. Like Lori Castleberry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I i love like tying in scripture. Like, I'm going to give my story and everything, but like, I don't ever say something unless I'm backing it by scripture. So you better believe, like, I got my scripture in here, and you're going to have the scripture, and you're going to know it, and you're going to reference it, and you're going to thrive.
0: <laughs> I love that too, because that's a whole thing too. It's like, yeah, I want to tell you about mm-hmm. everything that I tell you yeah. about is ultimately pointing back to Jesus. Let mm-hmm. tell you what Jesus said too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Love. Love that so much. So as we're wrapping things up, any last minute words of wisdom, anything you would like to share with the listeners as we depart from this episode?
1: I I really just encourage, you know, anybody who's, who's watching or listening um, to just keep your eyes on Jesus. I mean, this life is short. And I know people say that, you know, all of the time and like, oh, yellow, like live your best life. But I don't mean it that way. I mean, really, like, keep your eyes on Jesus because you have a purpose. And he put you here at this time for in the place that you're in and the family that you're in for a specific purpose you know and also you kind of talked about like standing firm in what you believe even when society says it's not popular Um, that's that's really a big part of my platform my platform is virtue and identity in Christ and that ties into my book but it also ties into standing firm in your faith when it's not popular like when the world is doing something else you stand firm in your faith and I always like to give out my favorite scriptures Proverbs three, five, and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. That scripture, simple. I've heard it a lot in different settings of my life. Um, but it really kind of got me through when I when I had relationships develop and I began to really actually understand what that means. Like I've had to trust the Lord. <laughs> with all of my heart, <laughs> and not it. lean on my understanding <laughs> to get through a lot of things. And so I always come back to that scripture and I love to share that scripture because it's simple, but it will carry you.
0: Yes. I love that so much. So thanks so much for everything that you shared during this episode. I know that I was blessed by it. the listeners are probably scribbling, taking all their notes because I was so good. I uh, <laughs> really enjoyed this time that we have together. Um, so thank you so much for being on this episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I know that you shared that they can find the book on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Can you tell the people about, um, pursuing purpose with glory, any other sites that you would like for them to check out? Sure. Yeah.
1: So I have my Mrs. Heart of Texas plus America page if you want to follow any of my journey and read the stuff about my platform and hopefully some future events that I'm looking to do. Um, <laughs> yes, and then I also have Pursuing Purpose with Glory. I haven't been as active lately, but I'm making a comeback. Um, <laughs> I used to do <laughs> topic discussion. I have several videos on there. Like you can look through the archives um, on topic discussions. I've had um, a guest speaker on there a couple of times also just going over um, specific topics. Um, and then I post also like just some encouraging scriptures and stuff from time to time. Um, but yeah, those are my my two big avenues uh, <laughs> that I really do step on.
0: Yeah. So if um, y'all are interested, you're more than welcome to check out those links. Make sure you snag her book. You will not be disappointed. I know that this will be a blessing to you no matter what season that you're in, no matter what walk of life you come from or that you're in right now. Um, I know that this book will bless you so much. So make sure y'all go check that out. If y'all haven't already, um, you can follow Christian Girls Pop on Facebook and Instagram. You can just search Christian Girls Pop. And then you can also follow us on Twitter at underscore CG Pop. If you'd like to donate to this ministry, you can donate via PayPal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com. And I would just like to say thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. As you already know, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.